I told you guys I would reach out to Russ about a podcast. Uh, Russ Bullock, the CEO of Piranha Games, uh, agreed immediately. He uh, was cool with doing a video or a pre-recorded, uh, and that's what we did. We sat down and we chatted. We chatted about the past, um, how they got their hands on the license in the first place. We talked about Macro Online in its early stages, uh, its heyday, and of course now. We talked about its problems that it has right now. We talked about what's potentially coming in 2023 as well. We also talked about MechWarrior 5, the interaction between Mech 5 development and MWO, the purchase of Piranha Games from EG7 and the sort of overlap there. And candidly, we talked about a multitude of things and I was actually pleasantly surprised with Russ's uh, just openness. Um, we have a very good understanding of where things are going, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Quick shout out to my patron podcast sponsors, and that is, of course, Chad, thank you again for the support, McJiggles, thank you, and Downtime, thank you again, and all the other patrons, thank you guys for supporting me over there. Quick shout out to my uh, Twitch subs, uh, and my regulars, and my Discord subs. Thank you guys for the continued support. I'll have links down below. If you enjoy my content, again, I stream Monday through Friday, 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv forward slash NGNGTV. Again, all information will be down in the description. I hope you enjoy this conversation. There's a little bit of news and exclusivity that no one knows about. You guys ready? Here we go. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I mean, obviously, yeah. uh, if you're ready to dive in, we can just, you know, go. Yeah, on. sure. Um, Don't know what we're going to talk about. I mean, it sounds like... Um, primarily more of a prognostication of the future type of thing. I mean, if it's about specific details on like MWL's current plans, I mean, I could talk a little bit about that, but that's you know better for Matt and Darren to talk about. Um, but yeah, let's just go for it and see what we can talk about, whatever. I, I mean, know, if, if you don't, more. if you don't know, or you just say, you just don't know. I mean, that's, that's, I yeah. always think the best answer. I mean, but last time we talked, you know, obviously we did the last podcast uh, Darren, you guys just brought him back, um, and uh, you know you guys wanted to sort of revive MWO, um, and they've been you know full tilt since uh, him and Matt, and uh, obviously the Cauldron has been also introduced with balancing and helping with that as well. So um, before we really dive in, uh, uh, things have changed for you obviously because uh, you know PGI was acquired by EG7. Um, how has that been for you? Like because you used to be like the go-to for everything MWO. Uh, and then, you know, this happened and it seems like you sort of took a step back and let other people take the lead on that or. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair, but I don't really think it, that aspect probably didn't really have anything to do with the, you know, the EG seven acquisition. Um, I would say I, I kind of did that step back quite a bit, quite a bit before the EG seven acquisition probably as MW5 was ramping up towards completion because MechWarrior 5, um, probably even more so than MWO, was something that I took kind of like a personal, um, what would you call it, sort of a design director type role, you know, when that when we were developing that game. I mean, you know, the just the whole notion of the type of game it was going to be and the, you know, the traveling of the star map and the open-ended aspect of it was was something that I was pushing from the top because that was before we got 
Um, there's a big difference between Piranha now and Piranha then. And again, this really didn't have anything to do with EG7's acquisition, but we were very um, <clears throat> producer light back then. Um, people like myself um, had to step in and do a lot of production type stuff and do it okay, but not not to the professional level that's getting <clears throat> that it's getting done now. So we we can circle back to that, but like what I mean by that is. You know, just guys like Kerry Whalen, you know, our production manager, and he's got a team now of you know, two or three producers that work under him. So there's a whole production team that really manages production that, uh, in a way that is just far better than we did, say, even well, even five years ago or less. Uh, let's see, what year is it? 23. So, um yeah, it's around five years now since we kind of really upped our game in that capacity. So, anyhow, so back then I was really, you know, MWO was still going, of course, as it's going today, but it was definitely slowing way down. So, uh, MechWarrior 5 was the big new project for Piranha. I mean, it was, in some ways, the project that I focus on is always sort of the make or break project for the studio, I guess you could say, because there was definitely a time where MechWare Online was that project. You know, we, we stepped out of work for hire and we were going for it with MechWare Online. And, you know, we needed MechWare Online to, to work in order for Piranha to work. Um, and then that that shifted to MechWare 5, right? MechWare 5 was our big gamble. And so um, we needed it to get done and ship and hit the market and hopefully sell some copies. So I think I, I pushed all my attention over to the MechWarrior 5 side to make sure that got to market. And that included, of course, you know, the deal with Epic. And then, of course, that started to bleed right into the into the acquisition, of course. Um, MechWarrior 5 kind of being a big part of of why that, you know, all went down, I think. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it's funny, like, looking back retrospectively, um, you you said something. I think it was it was in between now and then. But you said that uh, the Microsoft deal was uh, as far as like going to Xbox was always a part of the plan. Um, was that you knowing that when you guys started development of Mech Five that it was going to be going to a console? Did you already know that ahead of time, or was that something that like it just happenstance? Like oh hey, we actually can now do that. Hmm. Uh interesting thought i feel like i feel like right from the beginning with macquarie 5 we wanted to make sure that we didn't paint ourselves into a corner so i think with macquarie online um for some various reasons part of that maybe being cryengine um part of it being just other decisions that were made in development we really didn't create a game that we could go to console with later. I mean, very, uh, you know, it's hard to think of all the reasons now over the 10 years, but there's a bunch of reasons um, that that game just really wasn't going to be fit for console. And so that's too bad. And I don't know in hindsight, even if it, if I wish it was, it's the, the type of game that it is is be, pretty tough uh to put on console i mean maybe that just maybe that isn't fair seeing as how how well macro 5 controls on a pad on a gamepad 
um, that maybe it could have happened. But there's a lot of other reasons besides controls. There's a lot of reasons why Micro Online just is what it is, um, and it just couldn't go to console. And so with MechWarrior 5, we were not developing on console, <clears throat> but we knew we were on Unreal 4, and we knew how how well Unreal 4 would go to console. And so we just made sure that we made a lot of decisions early that made sure that we're making the game we wanted to make for PC, sure. Uh, we don't really feel like we were sacrificing anything in that area, but we wanted to make sure that we made the right decisions also that we could go to consoles. So that just meant that when we were thinking about the front end and thinking about the UI and thinking about the control scheme, it, it just all had to work for going to console. So we were not developing on Xbox though. We didn't, we were actually thinking about outsourcing that work to an external company to do that, the uh, Xbox port. And boy, it, it took lots, lots of twists and turns. There was, I had conversations about Mike with Microsoft about them potentially funding a you know Xbox port, and there was another friend of mine who owns a studio that does a lot of ports, and they wanted to do it. And um, I don't remember when. He's trying to think here. We we essentially had to take on the work ourselves, and I guess it worked out because it <clears throat> you know we would have loved to have been more simship. On on at MechWarrior Five with the other platforms, but the way it worked out with with the Epic Game Store and whatnot, we had uh, this exclusivity period. And so, at some point, and again, I'm trying to think of when. If it was maybe like the fall of it was the new new the new console uh, the new Xbox was coming out. I remember it was around that time. So I think you guys were. I want to say you were waiting on the dev the dev kit to that. Because like it, like you guys were getting those early, I think I think it was around that time. Yeah, so we were acquired in when did COVID stuff happen again? Right it would have been like March of twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. So it was 2009. Yeah. two thousand nine. So it would have been around November of twenty twenty that we were, for all intents and purposes, acquired. Um, it took till February to get the deal closed through approval processes that happened with Canadian government and things like that. But so that fall of 2021, I think is when we essentially got going in earnest on doing uh, the Xbox port. And so it wasn't until, Oh, I don't know, maybe the summer of 2021 where it was really clear that we were going to make, um, is that right? 2021. That doesn't sound right. I'd say it's previous. Like the, yeah, yeah, fall of 2020, maybe. Yeah. Anyhow, it gets a little bit blurry because we, yeah, I think 2020 because it ended. It was supposed to be a 12 month exclusive on Epic, which would have taken it until about December of 2020. But because we wanted to sim ship onto Steam and Xbox and everything all at once, it actually ended up being exclusive for more like an extra five months or so because it was May, so it was like 17 months, I guess, total exclusive. So yeah, it must have been like sort of that summer to fall of 2020. We thought, okay, for sure, we're making, we're doing an Xbox port. Um, and then it wasn't until I just think I want to say maybe like February or March of the following year, February or March of 2021, where we knew that we were going to make a PlayStation port. So that was pretty yeah. So the console stuff came later, and we kind of thought it would come later. Um, just because initially we didn't have the bandwidth internally 
to be doing all that at once. Um, so, but we wanted to make sure that when that time came, if it came, that we could do it and it wouldn't be like, oh, we can't because these decisions we made, you know, previously have, have blocked us from going to console. So we definitely didn't want that to happen. How, how hard was it um, from a developer? You're obviously all PC, right? MechWare Online, CryEngine, old, old engine. You skip to Unreal 4, the technology that's there. Uh, is it as easy as, like, it's not as easy as buttons, but how, was that hard to transition from PC where, you know, you've got a little bit higher requirements and, or you have availability, right? And then scalability. Like, how was that for the Xbox? Was that something like that took a new complete skill set or, you know? No, I mean, Piranha had, a little, had skilled um, console experience. You know, it had been a number of years, but we had done some extremely difficult console ports in, in the past, you know, like the Duke Nukem Forever console port. We took an, you know, an inch kind of a rough, you know, alpha version of Duke Nukem Forever and ported that to PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And I can tell you that was tough. We had to basically write the physics renderer or physics engine for the PlayStation and, and write the renderer for the PlayStation 3 and then, you know, rewrite thousands of uh, Unreal script files into C. So it was a very, very difficult. Um, and those 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 top engineers are still at Piranha, the guys that know how to do that. So I would say um, it wasn't a difficult port, I don't think. Um, Unreal 4 was there. And the biggest challenges for us were control scheme, you know, onto the, the, the Xbox controller and PlayStation controller. Um, and I would say memory. RAM was difficult because, you know, the new Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 is great, but we have to ship on the old versions too, right? So Xbox One... And you can't just do like Xbox One X, whatever. You have to do X, all of Xbox One. So the original Xbox One has like four gigs of RAM, and you can only use about three and a half of it, or maybe even less than. And the PlayStation 4 was even worse. Um, PlayStation 4, I think you can only you only had access to a little over three gigs of RAM or something like that. So um, very challenging. Um, so you know we had the greatest amount of instability on the original PS4. Uh, it's all because of RAM. So, yeah, there was. I think there was. Um, you know, because I know PC players like to complain about this, and I agree. I'm I'm a PC player at heart. There was there was a couple smaller, probably unnoticed sacrifices that the PC version inherited in the end. I believe. Uh, I want to say the um, randomly generated missions. If you go into the mission generator, uh, there was. Uh, I think there's like small medium large map sizes when you choose oh i want to generate a large one there used to be one called extra large i think and it was like eight by eight tiles or something like that <clears throat> it's huge ridiculous and in the end it was like too big anyhow but i think we had to pull that back and limit the number of tiles that that, it, that you could maximize out and i think the pc version inherited that because it just becomes way way too difficult <clears throat> to update your game in the in the future if you've got different versions sure. everywhere you, yeah. you want everything to be on the same version yeah. so i don't know if i got to your question there but um yeah it was the artwork was already there it's not like the artwork the artwork only had to be dumbed down again for memory reasons 
um, not didn't impact the PC though in that regard. So yeah, it's always tough. The biggest, the hardest part about console porting these days, and, and almost always, is um, the, the certification process uh, with with Sony and Microsoft can be very very challenging. And it just if someone doesn't months. know what what it, what is that, if someone doesn't know the certification process. Well, everyone has got so each company calls it something like different TRCs and, and uh, see, I forget certification stuff. And so we're, it's everything. It's everything from like when you um, hit the eject button on the PlayStation that the game safely saves and you know follows a particular process and that your load screens are no longer than X amount of seconds or um, every time there's a button selection it needs to have the appropriate symbols like the PlayStation symbols or the Xbox symbols. So it's uh, save game states. Everything from like... If you suspend your Xbox during this and that, it has to handle everything the way that Microsoft and Sony has all their games handle all their things, right? So it's a huge checklist, um, and that they you have to go into you submit your game for certification, and it can be in there for a week or weeks, and then get failed and say, well, you know, we went to you know your online portion and your friends list wasn't sorted properly and then you know you failed and so you have to fix that and resubmit and it takes weeks so that's the biggest pressure on hitting release dates on consoles is getting into certification process early try to get in there as early as possible if you want to have a backup plan that you can afford to maybe go into cert two or even three times and get approval so you can still hit your ship date but to get bounced out and then you're going to have to go back in and get a miss, miss your shift date. So, yeah, console definitely has its challenges. So in this time, we did cross-play and everything. So um, it definitely felt good to kind of get back on the horse with console work because we hadn't, we hadn't done it in quite a long time. So question, uh, you mentioned um, Mech 5 going exclusive. Uh, now that you've had time to think about that, I guess I have... Two questions. Uh, why did you feel that was necessary for uh, the game uh, uh, from maybe like a time and, and money standpoint? Uh, and do you like retroactively, do you think it was the right call being exclusive? Because there were a lot of, uh, you know, fans that were upset that it got exclusive for a full year uh, when we were supposed to come to Steam. I, that's why I just wanted to ask. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, all things being equal, I guess if uh, I think I had a developer reach out to me a while ago, a year or so ago, and they were like exploring going exclusive with Epic, and uh, and that I kind of shared some knowledge that I had on the subject because we had done it and kind of gone through all those things, and and basically what I told them was, hey, if you don't need the money, like meaning any money that Epic's going to provide you for going exclusive, then great. Don't go exclusive. Just, you know, go simultaneous. Um, for MechWarrior 5, I don't regret it, though, ultimately, because I do think, in the end, we ended up with a far better product. Not, not the original. I mean, the original release on Epic Game Store 
Um, you know, I'm sure Epic wouldn't wouldn't love to hear me describe it this way, but in some ways it kind of worked out that it was like our early access time on Epic Game Store, right? Officially, it wasn't early access, of course. It was a full release of the game. And, and it still was was good. I mean, we still had, uh, you know, we still got our share of 80% reviews out the gate. You know, PC Gamer and others gave us, you know, GameSpot 81. So it was still a good game, but definitely um, rougher. And so to answer your question, in the end, the product that we shipped on Steam, which was simultaneous with Xbox, which had DLC 1. And if you remember, not just DLC 1, but like the amount of content that came in that free update with, with alongside DLC 1 was, was massive, right? It changed the game pretty significantly. So Piranha didn't have the funds and the money to keep going. We didn't have the runway to go like another six months or another year with NECBI. Um it had to come out, and in fact, um, if you think about it, we got, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's any big secret, that we got a you know, sizable chunk of money from Epic to go to, to go early, to go exclusive on um, the Epic Game Store. And, and in fact, this is all a little bit fuzzy for me now, but so, the, so December 2019, so even say the, middle of summer 2019 um we were already feeling pretty uh pressured you know cash wise and whatnot of like because we were originally we we're going to ship i think if you remember the original ship day for mech warrior 5 i want to say was like september of 2019 when i first announced it i think i think we wanted i think we'd announced that we were targeting pushback, yeah. september yeah and so the only reason we were able to push it back, to, I can tell you the difference in quality for MechWarrior 5, let's say, if it had shipped in September of 2019 versus where it, when it did ship at the Epic Game Store in December of 2019, it's only three months, but that was three months we desperately needed. And if we didn't have the Epic Game Store deal, we would have probably been forced to ship it in September. Um, and that would have been unfortunate. So I think the Epic Game Store really helped us a lot in the sense that, one, we were, <clears throat> we were able to be able to afford <clears throat> to work on it for an additional three months. Long. Well, when you think about it, it was, you know, maybe, maybe like three, four, five extra months of total development time um, at full, you know, full capacity and improving the game. And not only was the game significantly better when it shipped in December than it would have been in September, uh, we had all already essentially, you know, taken all the risk off the table and essentially recouped our investment with the exclusivity. So it was a pretty good situation to be in, you know. So it was um, controversial, as almost all of them were at that time, going on to the Epic Game Store. Um, now, did it hurt us as far as sales? That I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't like the fact that, you know, people were frustrated. I don't want them to be frustrated. I don't, I don't want to do that. Like I said, all things being equal, it just would have been like, I just would have shipped it everywhere. 
that December, like all at once. Um, if we'd had the extra few million bucks sit, sitting around, we just would have, I'm sure that's just what we would, would have done. Although it would have been very tempting still because the money was definitely very good, you know, that, that Epic was offering. But um, in the end, you know, I think the data is there that, you know, people have been waiting 13 years for a single player MechWarrior game. I mean, they bought it. <laughs> uh, maybe some of them waited till Steam. Maybe a few did. But um, either way, I was happy to have them wait till Steam, too. I truly, it, it was, it's like, hey, I understand. You're going to wait till Steam. That's, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> go for it. It'll just be better by then, too, anyhow. So that's kind of how that went down. Um, I would have, uh, sure, you know, it would have been nice to not have any any controversy. I, I, I hate having controversy. You know, this is one of those situations where you know that it's coming, but you've accepted that you're going to have to, you're going to have to accept that controversy because it's, you think ultimately it's not just better for the game, but it's, it's really what the company needs, right? And sure. The company's going to be stable. And it all worked out in the end because <clears throat> we shipped a good game in December. And then by the April of 2021, or, yep. Yeah. Um, it was even better, you know, uh, we got on Xbox and and then we got to go to Steam or sorry, uh, uh, PlayStation. So that's how that went down. Hope that answers your question. It's probably stuff you've just heard me say before. I'm not sure if there's anything new there for you, but maybe. No, I I think it's good. I think one thing I was talking about recently on my stream, which was one of the, for this conversation, I think it helps people when you shed light that, there's more to stake than like as a fan, I could be like, you know, well, MechWarrior, I think needs to have a TV series and MechWarrior should have a triple A studio with a $500 million budget. But what I've sort of brought around is like the idea, like the market speaks volume and you run a company that makes MechWarrior Online and Mech5. And so like getting the inside of, you said something, you said you have, you know, people you got to take care of Peronicles first right you've got I don't know how many employees you have right now but back then you know 60 70 they've got families and sometimes I feel like it is lost upon fans of like you may make a decision because you want to make sure they're getting fed you know like your you know your company and it doesn't go under so like explanations like you know well, yes, you said you were going to go on Steam first, but then you had to pull back and go this alternate route because, as you just pointed out, if you didn't do it, you'd have had a subpar product come out, but also you guys needed the funds to be able to pay people, which is how you get the product done. So Yeah, that's true. There's uh, yeah, I caught... I haven't caught a lot of your streams over the years, but I caught one just recently, I think. Maybe... I don't think it was the one where I commented. It might have been one previous to that. I watched a couple. Anyhow, I I caught one where there was a lot of conversation going on about um, this or, you know, like the the size of the Macquarie market or whatever. Um, Yeah, that's – I think there's a reason why, you know, Microsoft has been happy to allow Piranha to kind of be the stewards of the Macquarie brand of this last decade. And what I mean by that is – if it was something that they felt they could throw a you know a big giant AAA studio at, and they would have a huge you know Halo style hit on their hands, I'm sure they would have done that. 
they would have done that many times over. But it's become very clear um, to me. And I mean, I can tell you after working with the brand for, I guess it's been like, I don't know, 13 years now or something. Um, it's very niche. <clears throat> There's no doubt about it. So I think it's it's really important to qualify. So for what I mean by that is this conversation could evolve. Like, let's say we start to talk about, you know, what would Mechoron Line 2 look like or something like that. And I think those are awesome conversations to have. Very exciting. I love talking about stuff like that. I've thought about it dozens of times over the years. But I think before you even have those conversations, you have to establish sort of a baseline of reality of like, what is MechWarrior? You know, even even with Battletech, you know, they had pretty reasonable success with their turn-based game. But as we saw, I mean, that's they're not continuing with, there's not a Battletech 2 because it does well, but it doesn't do... It's Battletech. It's MechWarrior. It's it's niche. And so, you know, I think a lot of times players I've found, and not just players, developers too, like people inside this, myself constantly, and I have to remind myself over the years, like I might have an idea and go like, well, heck, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And then like, oftentimes it always comes down like, okay, those are great, neat ideas, but... We have to keep in mind, you know, the community size and how big it is. So, for example, what I mean by that is ideally um, you'd want to make a design for, a, you know, a MechWare game that maybe meets a lot more modern design standards for like some of these, what are some of the more successful online games out there? Sure, you know, you if you're talking like a shooter mm -hmm. game, COD, or if you're talking about like a, I could see maybe like a, a hero class Battletech game like Overwatch 2, like a MechWarrior style Overwatch, right? Or something Apex like that. Apex Legends or, Apex, or something. Yeah, yeah. So these types of games are built, they have some really, really good, you know, they're setting new standards in a lot of ways, for sure. Um, but they're built, to exist at scale, like massively at scale, right? Like you have, um, who knows, maybe tens of thousands of players that truly exist there in a total, like, you know, free to play capacity. And, you know, for Mech Warrior, often I often wonder that, well, I don't wonder. I, I think I've come to realize that, you know, those types of, designs just would never work for piranha or sorry work for mech warrior online because mech warrior has to succeed with its community size and really what that means is it has to be some type of a design or some type of a game that has you know like full participation from you know all of its fans and all of its community because it essentially needs everybody you're, needs you're saying everybody who loves mech warrior Needs everyone that likes MechWarrior and wants to play MechWarrior involved in, in, in some way and in, in spending money on the game. And, you know, even for MechWarrior Online, we don't really have that anymore. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, there's just people have spent a lot of money over the years. You know, a lot of guys have spent a lot of money, but there's just, it's kind of, well, it's kind of tapped out. I mean, 
it's hard to come up with new mechs, right? And really, we don't really, there's not many new mechs anymore because lots of reasons, but some of them would just be like, well, hell, we've got, yeah. we've got them all in the game. Yeah. So, um, stuff feel, like that. So, do you feel like, and, and to that point though, um, again on the stream i brought up you guys sort of bat, not piggyback but that the the free-to-play game that i think you guys copied most and i know you're a fan of world of tanks as far as like you have tw you know 15 you had 12 8 starting but like the model the mark the monetization model and i, I sort of brought this up is <clears throat> your monetization model being tied into mech packs and sales was very good and obviously it did very well it made you know like but as we progress through the years you start realizing like and you get to like now especially 10 years of a product life but it, let's, let alone five or six when your main monetization uh, gain is from packs you start to run into some issues like what you're saying there's only so many and then you know then there's the balance issues and all of that if you were do you feel like just one second so, apologies no problem I'll just open the door and baby is crying <laughs> i'm sure you're um so i guess my point being is like uh that could obviously be a problem the market has shifted and and i guess before we go any further i should just ask are are you entertaining the idea of a maybe not an MWO2, but a, another online uh, MechWarrior experience. Is that something you're pursuing or is that something that's on your mind or is it one of those things where it's like, maybe the license comes into you know a factor there? What are your thoughts before? Because I feel like some of this could be like, yeah, we could sit here and like talk all about it, but you know, like what, mm -hmm. what is on your, your mind in, in that regard? Well, um... Yeah, it's a good question, and I, I will answer it. Um, I think what I'll say, though, is setting that up is, so you, you know there's, like, we're still making, we're still developing MechWare, um, MechWare content. Um, I'm a little surprised even myself, to be honest. I love working on MechWare stuff, but um, we've gotten a couple of extensions over the years that I didn't necessarily know that we were going to get. You know, those certainly weren't. They weren't certainties, but we got them. We got one not even all that long ago, and I you know, got permission to get going to PlayStation and all these things. So it keeps surprising me, and it kind of goes back to that other point that I think we've got a very good relationship with Microsoft. It's gotten um, better and better over the years, frankly. I think initially, when we got the license, kind of in that you know that way, everyone knows the story. Kind of Harmony Gold, and, or not Harmony Gold. That's uh, uh, Smith, Smith and Tinker, and we got that from Jordan and the whole bit. And there's, I don't know, maybe a lot of people listening don't know the story, but ultimately we kind of in, took over a license that someone else had gotten from Microsoft at first, and then, you know, kind of got a, a relationship started with Microsoft and, and started to get our own, you know, direct um, extensions to the license. So we're still working on MechWare, which has been somewhat surprising to me. Um, that we've been able to work on this long, which is great. Um, and we, you, we, everyone knows we have, of course, you know, DLC four coming out for for Macquarie five. Um, 
And there is another MechWarrior game in development, Piranha. I'll just say that um, it's not it's not a non it's not a MechWarrior Nine Two. It's not it's not the successor to MechWarrior Nine. It's not a uh, an online PvP online. It's a it's think of it more more in line with with MechWarrior Five, but um, but a standalone game. So a standalone product. And so I guess that's an exclusive announcement for you. But that's all I'll say for now. It won't be. It'll be announced later. Um, we'll, don't know if I had to guess. It may even be until, oh, who knows? Somewhere, somewhere in 2023, it'll be announced in 2023. Maybe even as late as the fall, like September or, or something. So it'll be a while. You'll have to you'll have to wait around to see what what that is. But um, yeah, more in line with um, the MechWarrior Five type of um, experience. Meaning, it'll be a game that comes out onto you know, all the platforms, PC and console and um follows more of the more of a single player co-op type of pathway. Um kind of building off of that whole technology base, which makes sense. Uh so it's not the next, you know, online game. So to answer your question though, what I still like to do, we'll just call it Micron nine two for our conversation. Sure. You know, it doesn't mean it's the exact same game. It just has a two in front of it or something. It, or that it's just an Unreal 4 version of Mechron 9. Of course, we don't know that design could be dramatically different um, from MechWarrior Online. But for our sake, we'll call it Mechron 9 too. Am I interested in doing that as well? Yeah, I am. I, I definitely am. But there's there's no doubt that that is a, a more challenging project to undertake for various reasons. For one, this other game I already kind of semi-announced. Well, we've got time in our license to ship that. You know, we've got the license to at least 2025, um, maybe a little later. Uh, we've essentially, if it's if our products are still hanging around in the next Xbox uh, ecosystem and on like the Game Pass and stuff like that, then our then our license can go beyond 2025. But um, so we're, it's we're gonna be we have plenty of time to get this other product we're making out, and maybe even some DLC for it. So we'll be working on MechWarrior for a while yet. Um, in that regard. But of course, a Mechwarrior Online two, um, it's going to take uh, you know more runway than that. You know that's obviously. I mean, you're not going to make a Mechwarrior Online two if, if your license is maybe over in 2025. I mean, we'd have to know that we have a minimum of five years once the game is done. So we probably need an extension to 2030. So, but that's not really. I wouldn't consider that a roadblock to this conversation. You know, we've managed to get extensions, and so we could we could even move forward with the conversation as though let's assume you know we can get one. So great, let's say we got one. So that's that put that a problem aside, um, and then think about it. So before we deal with all, the, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, so before we go down that road, uh, first off, you just dropped a little bit of an egg there, saying you're basically developing a new uh, uh, single co-op player. It's not online. I'm gonna let you know. I had my speculations, and one of the reasons why was in Rise of the Rosselhog, the information, the DLC. Uh, there was no new biomes, and that got me thinking either. 
you know, and there's been, you know, obviously with the EG7 reports, it reported you guys were working, helping with Lord of the Rings Online. And then we heard that that sort of evil v evil, which was another stuff you guys are helping some of the other sister companies and stuff in EG7. Um, but when that, when the Rise of Rasa Hog sort of, I was like, interesting. So where's their map guys? And then, you know, then I was thinking, you know, you know, you've stated a few things in the past. Darren and Matt have stated a few things. And it just had me thinking. I had my speculation that you guys had enough time frame. So I guess that sort of came to fruition. But uh, I'm not going to press you on that. Obviously, you guys will have your PR, but that's exciting news for uh, uh, everybody out there. Um, and look forward to finding out more about that. Yeah, the it's really cool. I'm glad we're able to do it. Um, it's... Uh... It definitely will feel like uh, putting more. If, if if it happened to be the last MechWarrior product we get to develop, then it'll it'll be a nice little bow on things. Because like, I, I, I'm I'm glad that we're able to do this. Uh, so before we stuff. go down the path of what MWO two may look like or could look like, um, I do have to ask you about the current. I um, mean, obviously, since we did this podcast last time. Darren came aboard, him and Matt have been working with the Cauldron. Like I said, the Cauldron's done a great job. Uh, and I say this, like, personally, it's probably the best balance of the game right now as far as, you know, action and all that. It's been, it's been, you know, it's been interesting uh, for sure. Um, one of the, the things I wanted to ask you was the continued development with MWO. Obviously, you say you have at least you know, two years uh, with the IP left, the license, I should say. Matt and Darren have also stated that development can pretty much continue as long as like cash flow is coming in basically with MWO. Um, one of the critiques from the fans has been the lack of resources and Darren and Matt have sort of said that like, you know, hey, we need engineers, but you know, we're sure. Is, can you comment on that? Because I, I do feel like, again, it goes back to is there a reason behind uh, them not having like maybe not every resource available to them, but is there is there behind the scenes like hey it's not that easy or hey you know the market is telling us go towards Mech Five instead of MW? Yeah, uh, the thing I want to make really clear here is because I think sometimes people feel like there's just other higher higher priorities like meaning Macquarie 5 whatever so therefore Macquarie 9 isn't really getting any resources where it should be getting resources but we're not letting it have any because we have higher priorities now that's kind of mostly false uh, I would say sure there are higher priorities like meaning you know Macquarie 5 and such but really Macquarie 9 is getting you know getting the resources that it that it justifies I mean it the truth of the matter is, MechWare Online now makes in a year uh, what it used to make in probably about six to eight weeks back in the day. So its revenue levels are low. I mean, I would say if MechWare Online was a game that some large company had, it would have been shut down five years ago. There's just no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You see games, online games that are shut down or whatever. So, like, it's good that Piranha is running it because Piranha is a smaller company. I know we're owned by EG7 now, but 
for all intents and purposes, we're still operating as an independent studio. Um, we're just a part of a, you know, a group or, you know, a collection or group. So we're able to put, get the costs down low enough where it still has customer support staff are dedicated to it. Still have, we still have, you know, the web developers and the various people that we've always had, but sometimes we were able to share those costs because we're able to, those same web developers and people who can create the Macquarie 5 websites and for the DLCs. And so like some of those expenses can go towards Macquarie 5. All the burden doesn't fall on Macquarie Online, including even some of Matt's time and Darren's time. A lot of those guys, they're Macquarie guys, so they're spending some of their time on Macquarie 5. So that helps lower the cost and burden on Macquarie Online. But all in all, Macquarie Online, um, in order for it to stay active and stay live and for no one to ever show up at me and send me an email and say, hey, I think we should shut down MechWare Online. I need very much for MechWare Online to stay in the black, so to speak, to be profitable. Now, again, the profit is is not much. It's, um, you know, again, we used to, we had, we used to back in the very day, we probably had some of our biggest months that we used to have back in like say 2013 something like that some of the very our very biggest months in the, like around december we'd probably make as much in that one december as micro nine makes now in the entire year sure. so revenues are low they're low enough that we have to be really careful so like we we the amount of people that are on it we can justify and we can justify to anyone not just to my own myself and internal accounting and, and whatnot. But like when I talk to new people at EG7, you know, it can be like, yeah, it's a small game. It doesn't make a lot of money anymore, but profitable. You know, we're able to keep a whatever, 30% margin on the money that is coming in, let's say. And it makes sense. And it makes sense to keep it active, not just for that reason, but because well, we're you know we got MechWare Five DLC Four coming. We got another MechWare product coming out. I mean, this is a really important part of just keeping a vital MechWarrior community, you know, around and nurtured is to have to keep MechWare Online running. You know, so that people when they're in between DLC packs or whatever, they you know can always go back to uh, you know grinding out MechWarrior Online. So. That's kind of the status of MechRun 9. It's been so I think this October will be the official 10 years since open beta. Yeah. We hit 10 years since closed beta last October. Yeah. So definitely see the 10 year mark. I, I have no there's no end in sight for MechWare Online. Like there's no um there's no um end date. I just also want to make that clear. It's not like I'm sitting here saying, hey, man, it doesn't make much money anymore. It could go away any month. I don't think so. I think I really don't see any reason why it can't go on for at least a couple more years. Um, hopefully, if it stays, hopefully it at least stays at its current level. I think it will. I mean, it's it's essentially been riding along at this bottom, I guess, so to speak, for years and years now. Sure probably even five years. So it's been it's kind of remarkably consistent now at this at this level that it's at right now. So we have upped 
this expenditures on Mecca Online somewhat, you know, in the last couple years, uh, previous to say the previous sure. couple years before that. Yeah. Um, well, and, you, did, um, you did have dedicated staff. I mean, obviously, and that's a point you're yeah. the, uh, I don't know if you know him, but your latest map guy, uh, Kraus, he's actually phenomenal. He's uh, making changes. Uh, I think it's been really well received. Um, yeah, good. But, uh, you know, obviously, I also know that, you know, uh, in the past, I think you're uh, missing a 3D uh, mark left, uh, Francois, the other map guy, and I think Indy, who's a designer that was helping. So uh, is that, I guess it's more of just an aside, is that just the nature of the game industry right now? Or is that just, you know, is that just something... Yeah, it's CryEngine three. Some people want to work in Unreal four or five, or is that what's is that a difficulty uh, as well? Yeah, I would say that was just kind of a perfect storm there. I mean, on the one hand, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it the game industry right now, but I would call it well, that's kind of fair. What I was going to say is the game industry during COVID. Um, I do, I'm not, you know. Whether you want to say we're finished with COVID or not, whatever people get political about that, but like I would say from a from a business perspective, it feels like we're on the other side of that now. Like sure. things have still changed. Like we're still a work from home studio, but that's you know different stuff we can get into, and the world's changed somewhat. But um, yeah, during those two years in particular, let's say of you know March 2020 to like. March 2022, roughly, or something, or middle, you know, early part of this year, middle part, well, last year, I guess. Um, very, very um, abnormal turnover rates in the industry. Uh, you Piranha, who probably had like, a, well, I don't even know, 2% turnover rate year over year for so long. Um, you know, I don't know how high it got. It, you know, we probably were experiencing up to maybe 10% in a year, and that was not abnormal in the industry by any stretch so it did get more like that and i think the reasons are obvious and people are working from home and everyone's hiring and it's really easy to you know you you can you know get a different job somewhere you know wants to pay you more and all you have to do is wake up the next morning and walk up to your desk and you're working for that person now and not working for us. So it's so easy. It's not like you have to, Oh my God, if I want to change jobs, I have to move cities. I got to move my family. You know, I have to do any of that. So changing jobs is so easy. And so some of those things, Mark was a little bit of a different story. That's more private. It's unfortunate. We miss him greatly. Um, um, I guess what I meant by personal is just more of a, it didn't really have anything with COVID or anything. It was just more of an internal problem. And it's unfortunate we lost Mark. I'd welcome him back tomorrow if he wanted to come back. But um, nice guy and loved McWarrior, which is key. But other than that, we've basically done the replacements we need. It wasn't um, it wasn't going to grow extra big, like meaning we the new level designer is a replacement for, you know, France, the, the Francois, the guy we lost. And so the same goes with on the design side. They've replaced that person now as well so we're really only missing um a 3d artist which we have approved the hire and i don't know if they found them yet but we're definitely bringing on a full-time 3d artist to help out with the content um because matt and uh 
and Darren and those guys, we went over the Mecca Online plan like a couple weeks ago and I approved the plan and um, it definitely included hiring a 3D artist and and they've got a you know a really good plan. I think they have a dev vlog for Mecca Online plan for this week, by the way. So those kind of nitty bitty details are better to cut from Matt and Darren, but there is a, a dev vlog coming. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say the the support for MechWarrior Nine is 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 definitely, I think, just as strong as it was last year for this year. Like maybe a little more so from a higher perspective. We have hired at least one or two more dedicated staff that used to be sort of sharing resources MechWarrior with MechWarrior Five before. So I think 2023, um, you should consider MechWarrior Nine to have at least least slightly more resources available to it than it did in 2022. Okay. But now at least you know the reasons for the justifications. It's not just because it's an afterthought to us and we don't care about it. Sure. Trust me. If I, and if I thought, and we kind of did a bit of an experiment in 2022 as well. We thought if we throw more money and more content at um, MechWare Online, at this point, nine, ten years in, Will it respond? You know, like, will there be um, the Crusader? We, How the Crusader? Will we see you know? an increase in revenue? Yeah. So, and the bottom, I think the, the bottom line is revenues went up pretty well in 2020, but they did for everybody because of COVID stuff. In 2020, 2021, I should say, they were they were they were high. Well, you know, high. Um, whatever. It, it, Higher than where they were. Highest they'd been maybe in four years at that point or something. It's like, oh, okay, let's throw even more at it in 2022. And we actually were down by about 25% in 2022 over 2021, even with the extra stuff and content and mechs and things. So yes, that, was, it was more, that was one of the questions. More of an indication of COVID versus the content thing. So. Okay, so that, and that was one of my questions, which was, you know, like um, what I'm what I'm getting from you is that is a saying, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like you as a person would be like, yeah, let's go do it. But you as a businessman is saying like, okay, let's just say I approve a few engineers here or this. The product isn't uh, getting me that investment back. Is that is that a, is a fair, um, but you're saying this year, you expect a little bit more, which you guys did have uh, engineer resources last year, uh, which by the way, uh, you know, comment, uh, uh, Solaris, uh, was removed, but then we got a vent queue. We had uh, the skill tree revamp, which I, I love. Uh, both of those vent queue is really popular. Um, and uh, so, you know, I know uh, higher on the priority list, a lot of people are talking about matchmaker um, and, and some changes there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like that's why, again, I wanted to reach out and have the conversation was, you know, if, if there was any chance of a second game happening, because like you can keep developing this product until you know the, the servers turn off or whatever. Uh, but I think a lot of people, myself included, I like online games. Uh, I like online play. There's just something you just can't quite, you can't capture in a single player game to an online. And so um, that's also, again, you know, why, uh, you know, I think the old girl still got a little bit of life in her, but again, I can understand the business side of it is like, hey, you don't want, if if you're in the red, that's that's obviously I can understand not wanting to yeah. invest that. Yeah, it hasn't really responded 
super well to you know extra cost at this point it seems to be kind of tapped out but i'm happy with i do believe that you have to put you know it needs investment in it to because and i would love it too if people would stick people would still stay and play mechware online for at least you know couple more years and i keep saying that it's not like some deadline i want people to oh russ says it's coming down in two years i didn't say that <laughs> it might go on forever i don't know but like i'd love to think that it's got a couple more years left in it um i think kind of going back to the whole like you know mech warrior is a niche community i want to just broaden the subject a little bit more I, there's a lot of times over the history of mech warrior online and MechWarrior 5 that made me realize this because as you can imagine, we were always thinking of like, well, hey, if we do this, then we're going to be able to find a whole lot of new players and we're going to be able to grow the game and we're going to have, you know, we're going to grow MechWarrior. And, and, and um, we tried a lot of things over the years, of course, um, whether it was, you know, tutorials or on onboarding things or how we advertised or uh, just there's so many things over the years but it's like remarkably resilient game both in the sense of how stable it was with its current player base but how resistant it was to any type of growth beyond that do you is there is there a problem with being a small studio though i mean obviously i know you guys don't own the macware ip so you are beholden to getting a license extension. But do you think there's a push? Like I, I use the uh, EVE Online as an example a lot. You know, you have a dedicated company that's dedicated to their niche and they're quite happy with it. And they're not a triple A, you know, again, they're not a COD. But mm -hmm. is is that a... Because HBS, uh, Mitch has said a few things of like, they didn't want to be locked into like one, you know game and, and sort of design he said that a few times on twitter and stuff and i get that from maybe a creative standpoint but um you know is that a bad thing i mean again you, you're looking at you know you're running a business is you know like um do you see piranha branching and you've already said you've got a new mechware title coming so obviously you're not branching out uh, immediately uh, but is it a bad thing to be small and niche when that niche can still pay the bills and you know put money in you know that's not a bad thing right i mean you, you've sold your no. you, i mean your company's bought out by the success of mwo yeah. right i mean mwo yeah. well, you know. mwo was pretty much out of the picture already mechware 5 uh it was the potential around mechware 5 i okay. think that that and you know whatever 20 year studio mechware online was already down to pretty pretty low numbers i think everyone kind of oh that'll just it'll fade away and it just wasn't really part of the conversation okay. to be honest um Mechcore Online, I don't want to discount it though. Like, I mean, it it opened a lot of doors for us. The fact that that succeeded uh, to the level at least it did, and we have to. I don't. I shouldn't downplay it. I mean, for any you know free to play game to be around for ten years is is, is really successful. So that success definitely allowed us to who knows maybe get extensions to the license I, I didn't you know microsoft never said that specifically but maybe that played a big part in it um and just our ability to 
you know, take MechWarrior 5 to market, I think. So there's, there was a lot of benefits to to having MechWarrior 9. I mean, it, yeah, it opened the doors for us to become a self-funded and self-published company for over a decade. You know, we, we were self-funded, self-published for like 11 years. Um, and to answer your question, no, there's nothing wrong with being small. I just think they're small and then there's too small. So the, the, the worry about MechWarrior is that it's possibly too small. So what I mean by that is, like, I don't know, Eve, Eve Online, I don't know a lot. Of, I used to, I played Eve for a while. In fact, um, it's fun. It's, I like the game a lot. My, my thinking here, though, is based on their, like, kind of server population that they show when you log in. It's been ages since I was there, so I'm not sure what it says nowadays. But um, I want to say their, you know, concurrent player count. If I remember correctly, they have like this one big server, right? One, it's like yeah. one big. It's yeah. gone up in the past few years. I watched a recent video on it. Um, but we're talking a, yeah. 20, 30,000 concurrent players or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so this is those are big numbers. I mean, I know they're not big numbers compared to the Overwatch of the world and stuff like that. But from an MWO perspective, those are huge numbers. Like I would, MechWare Online, at its peak height. And these are numbers that probably people always wondered about. I may have said stuff like this over the years and bits and pieces, but eight, nine thousand concurrent players. So we're not talking monthly active or anything like that. You know, monthly active might have peaked a couple hundred thousand. Um, but I would say the majority of its heyday, like meaning its first five years when it was actually making, I mean, good money from our small company perspective. Sure. Uh, uh, a MAU of maybe you know eighty to one hundred thousand, and and then this is the the for most of the time, almost the the entire first five years or four years, let's call it, it averaged probably more like four to five thousand concurrent players, four to five thousand online in a given moment, and hey, that's nothing terrible. I mean, you go to Steam top one hundred now, and you get down to like. Or what's that list? That server list? Is it a, is it a hundred? By the time you yeah. get down to the, you get down to the bottom of that list, you start seeing some two, three thousand. So four or five thousand, you're kind of you know you, you can see where you are on that list. And so it, it was it was in that range forever, and it, it only hit that eight thousand mark basically in the Steam release. We put it on Steam, and it was a very up and quick you know spike and spike back down to. Yeah. Within a month, I, I can't remember now. I but pretty quickly though, within a couple months, and I was maybe settled back down to four to five thousand. So peak time frame around six p.m. Pacific, nine Eastern, whatever. Pacific people are getting home from work, starting to play. Eastern players are done dinner and they're playing, and we maybe hit. I might be a little bit rusty in memory here. Maybe we hit five to six thousand some on weekends in that yeah. time frame. Um, four to five thousand generally weekdays and then you know your lulls at the lowest time of the night was maybe 2500 people so you know now those numbers are are lower than that obviously yeah. quite a, by a fair bit um i'm a little rusty i don't even maybe i shouldn't even say because i might get it wrong but like probably oh yeah i should look again before i state that but it's like well under half half maybe i don't, I don't know i sh it's i mean so 
there's still players. It's it's probably probably represents the core fan base, and they they've stayed. It stayed consistent. I guess I, what I will say is that its current population numbers seem to be essentially the same population numbers that we've had for probably four or five years. So, so it's just kind of hanging out at that bottom. Steady state. So, I mean, I, I, I want to get back into the, the MW2 sort of idea, um, mm-hmm. but why do you, why do you, like, I think one, one time uh, me and Darren were talking to you and uh, you're talking about player and you're like, that's the million dollar question. How do you bring people that didn't know about your product into your product? Um, it's a niche product. It's a niche, uh, obviously Battletech's uh, Catalyst Game Lab has been doing well with the Kickstarter and uh, I think they've been doing well with minis and stuff. It's sort of a resurgence with Battletech. But from a gameplay, why do you think MechWar Online was of niche was it did you have any thoughts on that like was it uh uh you know i i, I can tell you i know from maybe a battle tech perspective we hadn't seen anything for 10 years maybe they just hey i just went my own way and i just didn't see anything you know as far as videos or whatever but like do you have a theory on that or is it just you know because this sort of ties into a discussion of a future online game right like which is what would you do now versus what you did back then yeah so i'm going to answer that maybe the long way but that's kind of exactly why i was setting things up earlier in this conversation about because i know and again not just players even developers like myself too do this a lot but from the player's perspective you, you would i would have heard this a lot like over the last 10 years what i heard was um there was a lot of like Oh well, you know, if PGI would have just done this, that, or the other thing instead of what they did, it would have been huge. Like meaning, it would have had a much, much bigger, you know, player base or following. And some of those examples might be, oh, maybe you know, you might have heard someone say, you know, a longer form battles, like more like a Living Legends type thing. Or there's lots of ideas that have been thrown out that if, if, if MechWar Online was maybe in, done in that particular fashion or one of these other ways, that would have been um, a lot bigger. Um, I've come to believe that that's not the case. That, you know, that we, well, I'll put it to you this way. There's nothing that I've seen yet in all the 10 years of making MechWarrior Online, in all the seven or so years we've been doing MechWarrior 5 and some, because we started, believe it or not, January of 2016 on, on MechWarrior 5. So even it's been around for like seven years in some form or another. Um, and, you know, talking to Jordan Wiseman and Mitch and everyone during the whole Battletech development and being, you know, slightly involved with, you know, the artwork over there and, you know, that there's nothing I've seen in all those years working on all those products that says that there's a pathway that MechWarrior and Biotech becomes bigger than it is. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. So far, it hasn't been found. And like what what I've also kind of found is that definitely the the sort of um, 
there's a lot of excitement still around MechWarrior because I think there's a lot of people now that are my age that work at Sony, Microsoft, and PC Gamer, and they're 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 middle-aged men now that grew up with 1995's MechWarrior, and they know how freaking huge MechWarrior was back in 1995. And so there's always this perception of like, whoa, it could be huge again. And I, I believe that many times over the years, even the latest time was not so long ago. Like when we were, when we were going to ship on the Xbox and PlayStation, I thought this is the first time it's been on console since, you know, like 1995. So it's kind of weird. MechWare 2 versions they put on PlayStation 1 and Saturn and stuff like that. I think that was the last time. And it did fine on Xbox. It, it did okay. I mean, it, it did good. Like I'm, I'm happy enough, but yeah, I, I, it was one of those moments, and I probably had about 15 of them over the last 10 years where I thought, oh my God, this is when it's going to blow up. You know, like when we went on to Steam with that, went to NWO, or there's been these key moments where I thought, here we're finally going to do the update it needs or the, whatever it needs for this to just go big. But it never goes big. It just kind of, um, it's just, it's, it's great because it's. There's a reason we're still doing DLC 4, and there's a reason we're making this other MechWarrior product. Because even though I no longer think that those are going to somehow catch on, I'm going to have a million unit seller or two million unit seller or something, it's still remarkably dependable, consistent sales projection. We, we can probably project our monthly sales projections now on MechWarrior 5 are remarkably accurate. It's just, it kind of does what it does, and it does it consistently month over month. So sales are still really good on uh, on MechWarrior 5. I would say DLC 3 did probably twice as much as we expected it to do. Um, now, these numbers, you know, at internal meetings at Blizzard, they wouldn't even, sure. you know, make time to put them on the, on the table. But for us, they're, oh, this is remarkably consistent. It's making money. This is great. It seems definitely meaningful and worthwhile for us to, hey, we've got, you know, we've invested in this MechWarrior 5 technology the last seven years. Um, it makes sense for us to do DLC 4. It makes sense for us to do this other MechWarrior game. Um, so that's why we're doing it. Still, so there's still money to be made. I'm, I don't want to paint a picture that it's so small. It doesn't mean anything to anyone. That's not true, obviously. I mean, I think Battletech, you know, Hairbane's Battletech did, did better than I thought it would do. I did well, I thought. Um, I don't mean that from a quality perspective. I I know they had a good game. I just mean I wasn't really sure about a turn-based battle tech. Yeah, it did really, I think it, yeah, it, did, I think really it well. did well. Yeah. So yeah, I would say, and I think MechWarrior Five, all in all, on console and PlayStation and Xbox and stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's done well. It just it didn't meet those dreams, right? If you and so, okay. going back to the MechWarrior Online Two question. I just think that it's it would be a mistake to so here here's the crux of it. Let's say you're gonna make a Mech Online 2. And you're gonna set out to design that game. Now you could go, hey man, we're gonna design it like this and that and the other, like meaning we're gonna make you're taking all your learnings from the big mega, the Fortnites, the Apex Legends, whatever, and you're designing this game because it's going to be huge. 
you know, you have to hit mass numbers. Like you have to have 50,000 concurrent players or I don't know, it's a huge number in order for that economy to work. Or you design a game based around the community size that essentially MechWarrior Online was. And I feel like that's the only way that you can realistically go. You have to design it with that community size in mind. It would be, it would be detrimental or a mistake to try to just, hey, man, this time it's going to be huge. So let's design it like this. Does that make sense? Are you saying from the, for instance, we'll use the uh, example of uh, those games you mentioned, use skins, cosmetic items to make money and battle pass yours and whereas you used mech packs so individuals spent more money and used a term last time i think we were talking about it was like the cost or per person amount people spend mm -hmm. was dramatically higher for mwo than yeah. other uh titles or poo poo average revenue per paying user so you, what you're saying is that yeah you could try your hand at an updated it's it's a big game it's a more of a gamble what you're saying it's it's not the safe it could work it could be absolutely amazing it could take off but within you're you're also competing though when you do that against those other titles whereas and i've had this conversation recently which is you're not in competition with anybody else i mean mwo is a stand like there's nothing else hawking went the wayside bad management on their part uh and stuff like that uh, you have no other competition and then like I said uh, staying niche do you stay what you are because that's why your fans are still here and do you of course adapt some stuff and like uh, change stuff of course like we said maybe you don't have a marketing model that's based off pack sales but um you still can't do the five dollar yeah per so the game. average revenue per paying user on mechware online um in its heyday um was probably about ninety dollars. Um, ninety dollars uh, is super high in the free-to-play industry. Like, um, I don't know the internal numbers of some of these other big games, like these Fortnites and stuff that have just like. I wouldn't be surprised if it's, I don't know, ten sure. instead of ninety or something. But of course, they have everyone on the planet playing the game, so. You you do have a comparison though, right? Actually, you're in a you're in a unique spot because you have MWO, and then you mm -hmm. have Mech Five. One of the things I've talked to another streamer, Magic Penglove, about, which was we were debating, I guess, like, well, has MechWarrior Five been more profitable for PGI than MWO, and is that you know because you're going to go where the market shows obviously you you developed mwo you're already in development of mech 5 but then you continue pouring a lot you know resources into mech 5 dlc 1 through now 4 that's coming out um i i leave this around the the point of do you see more of that the model where you'd go which is maybe like a old school where like hey we have this single player but then it has an online portion like all uh you have your own servers and you can host but then you know that person paid an upfront cost of X versus a free to play. Like, is that, do you feel like that's a little bit more successful based off like Mech 5, like where they have, you know, they, they're buying a product and not just, oh, I can play for free or spend five bucks and that's it? Uh, I want to say no to that because um, to the first point, it has Mech 5 been more successful. Um, 
MechWarrior has been around for 10 years, but yeah, I, you know, MechWarrior 5 is probably uh, probably close to MechWarrior 9 generated a decent amount of money, but over 10 first most I would say probably three quarters of the revenue came in. This is just really rough off the top of my head, so but three quarters of the revenue came in those first five years. So, um, you know, but if you take the whole 10 years, you know, MechWare 5 is, is probably going to equal, you know, all of MechWare Online's revenue. It'll probably match all of MechWare Online's revenue in the next year. So let's just, roughly speaking. So let's just call them sort of equivalent. Yep, that's fair. One took less time. Um, to get all the revenue, say, than MechWare and I did. Um, but they're both... Managing a game for 10 years is a lot of work, though, too. So sure. it's that way, in that regard, you know, MechWarrior 5 is a simpler approach to, let's say they are the same amount of revenue, but let's say MechWarrior 5 in three years makes what MechWarrior 9 made in six years or whatever, like the first six years, let's call it. So half the time... And, you know, you're managing a community to a degree with MechWare 5 once you've shipped it and you're updating the game and patching it and stuff, but not to the, you know, the, the stress day -day. levels of oh my gosh, MechWare yeah. Online. I ran into um, a lovely individual today that, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so in the in the conversation of uh, hypothetically. Oh, but I wanted to answer your other question, but they... I don't really see it being a solution either where you say, hey, man, here's this MechWarrior 5-like game, which is single-player and co-op, but we're going to have PvP in it, and, you know, you're going to, like, log in to, you know, the server, kind of, like, old-school style, like GameSpy or whatever, and just, like, play PvP matches. And you'd say, well, you know, we got 50 bucks out of that customer because they're playing that. Well, that's, I mean... Nowadays, you even look at the Call of Duties. Even though, even though Call of Duty is a game at scale, like I don't even know what do they sell? Fifteen million copies of each game or something? Twenty million? I don't even know. Um, and even still, they expect and they, they don't, they're not just trying to get that that sixty US or whatever it is now for a new game um, out of the customer. I mean, there's up to like what four battle passes a year battle now passes, in that packs. So. Yeah. And the battle royale. And honestly, I think the hope here is that they're going to get 200 bucks out of each, all their hardcore players. So um, I would say, no, that wouldn't be a very good business model. Just to, you could do that, but you'd be much better off um, having. Because everything's live service you know, nowadays. I mean, you know, like. Yeah. 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 With, with, uh, sure, if you could, you know, it's, oh, man, they, they pump out those games every year or two, whatever it is. And, you know, they cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make because they have teams of like 500 people making these games because, you know, they literally put out a game of, say, you know, MechWarrior 5 size and bigger, plus they have a practically have an MWO built onto them every damn year they ship these things. So that's crazy. You know, sure, if you could somehow manage that, that might be great. But it would probably take a company like Piranha five years to make a game like that that has a full featured like kind of like single player aspect and a full featured like you know pvp game built onto it um it takes you know 100 million dollars to make a game like that so for us you pretty unrealistic the more realistic approach and then even still even if we could achieve that i think 
the amount of revenue that we can generate on the PVP side of things with our niche community isn't enough. You know, like we need something that will have MWO levels of attachment rate on mech packs or whatever you want to call it, skins, whatever things, items for, you know, four or five, six years of really solid, you know, sales and then can run for 10 years like the MWO. Um, not just like a $50 purchase, you know, and you have everything that, you know, that wouldn't work for us. And that's why it goes down to the whole, there was a time, um, oh, I don't know, five years ago or six years ago or something, when MWL was maybe three or four years old, where I was thinking, oh, Micro Online 2, of course, naturally thought about all these things. But, of course, it seemed impossible at the time because we had a community that was really invested in MechWire Online and people that had spent like $1,000 on MechWire Online. Um, and the thought to them of having a MechWire Online 2 come along that, hey, man, you're starting over, is was unacceptable. But we could never do like what Overwatch did. You know, sure. um, a reskin basically. Yeah, well, Overwatch engine, essentially, yeah. Be, Overwatch essentially became Overwatch yeah, Two, right? Yeah, yeah. And everyone kept. I don't yeah. know. I never played Overwatch, but I assume everybody kept everything you had. Yeah, and that worked for them. Um, we could never do that for a bunch of reasons. I mean, one, of course, is just technology-wise. You know, Crytek, whatever. We got to start from scratch. You know, we got to like the game's got to be completely rebuilt from the ground up using Unreal Five. Um, and it'll probably lean on the technology we built with MechWare 5 to a degree, but probably even going fresher than that, I would expect. You know, like, probably would actually have to remodel the mechs and everything, you know, to go to another level. They still hold up nicely in Mech 5, uh, but um, anyhow, you'd have to start over. And, and so if you have to start over and, and release it, it would have to, for all intents and purposes, be a MechWare 9.2. And then, as we described, even if we design it, say design it in some sort of like niche mentality, meaning sort of similar to Micro Online was, where we have a small community that spends quite a bit of money to keep the game viable. Even still, it's probably going to end up being drastically different from MechWarrior Online, right? So there, there'd be no sense of compatibility there where it's like, well, you can have your stuff in Micro Online too. Well, that stuff probably doesn't mean anything in the new game anymore in any way, shape, or form. So this it'd be a fresh start so then i guess that's the first question is like are people ready for a fresh start and if the answer is yes would they expect mechwar online servers to keep running because that's where they have all their stuff and if they do which i assume a lot of them would say yes keep them both running then that's kind of gonna kill us on the new game too because if we're gonna make it work like if we're gonna go for it and we're gonna make a whole new mechwar online too we need everybody over there, like well, every last person, you know, in the new game. So, I mean, that's a obviously a tough choice, but I mean, you as a, by the way, are you still, the, are you the CEO or president? Like what is CEO? Okay. CEO. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just wanted to, cause you, you, I swear you were the president of Piranha games. Uh, yeah. Right. For the longest time, for whatever reason, officially okay. Piranha games only had. There wasn't even a CEO, to be honest. It was it was weird because I think I was the president and Brian was like the creative director and 
we just left it like that for a decade, even though I essentially was. Regardless, uh, you're going to have to make a tough decision because like at the end of the day, uh, something's especially a product like that, isn't going to last forever. And if it's, if it's dipping into the red, then it just, it's a no brainer. I mean, like, it's sort of like, I look at, um, this is something I speculated on, but like when solo and group Q got merged, I've had this conversation and I said, yes, I understand Paul did testing for eight V eight groups and it was success. But I was like, if you're Russ and you're Paul and you're looking at the projections of numbers of players that at the time, you know, it was going down dramatic. I was like, then that's not going to be a success in a few years. So, I mean, the same thing, you're going to hit a critical mass period. And I think, I think you'd be surprised that, at least for me, if you were to say, hey, uh, you know what, Phil, we're gonna we're doing a MW2, it's gonna be completely different. The mechs are gonna move different, the customization customization's gonna be different. Every but you know, hey, MWO is what it is until that goes live. Yeah, I think you'd have some negative people out there, but I don't think you can ever stop that from happening when, if it's impeding progress and, you know, like, I mean, you know, this better than anyone. I mean, that's just the reality of like business. Like sometimes you'd have to like, yeah. Um, when that goes live, it goes away. There's games, Hawken, all those games, all the games. I mean, they're gone. You can't even like, so you can't even play them. Yeah. You don't have your money there. I mean, it's gone. Right. So. Yeah. They all go away eventually. No doubt about it. And that's where the controversy comes with, you know, digital goods digital. and digital ownership and all that stuff. It's, the, you know, it is what it is nowadays. I mean, I have so many movies on like digital platforms and crap, but um, yeah, this is, this is the conversation. And so in the past, when MechWare, MechWare Online, say, was only like four or five years old, the answer was kind of obvious at the time, right? At the time it was like, we can't do it. You know, we can't do MechWare Online too. Like, uh, you know, there's still enough life left in Mech Online, and people have spent too much money. There's just really, we're in this tough spot where we really can't, you know, merge them, or we can't, and we couldn't afford to spend, you know, twenty million dollars making Mech Online two, and then just saying, hey, you have all your stuff in this game too, because then essentially, let's say Mech Online sales are down to here now, you're at the bottom, create this brand new game. And unless you're able to give yourself those four or five years of high revenues to pay back the development of the game, doesn't make any sense. If you just say, here, here's all your stuff. We're going to start out our revenues right down here again. Or like maybe it's a little higher because there's a new game. But ultimately, we, you know, we're, we're saying, you know, we don't ever, we're never going to make those, that, those initial profitable years. It's the first, you know, two, three years in particular is going to be um, where you're going to, pay back the development of the game is this why and, three three years ago when we did the podcast you had mentioned obviously mwo you mentioned uh, stuff but you 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 mentioned mwo too and uh, uh again shout out to magic Panglove because uh, he'll remember this is he was like i think more people should have been pressing and saying we we want an mwo2 and and it's tough because like if you're asking the community i think you're you'll have people that or like, oh, you can do both at the same time. But like, is that the reason why? Is because you just felt like um, that decision would ultimately fracture some of the, the player base and like some people would be unhappy and they'd be like, no, sorry, not that's not acceptable. I, I've spent 
two, three yeah. grand, you know. And by the way, if you've been playing a game for ten years, you've probably spent some money. Like that's that's yeah. just like yeah. you know. I probably put a couple thousand dollars into World of Tanks. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't remember specifically about three years ago, but absolutely, that was the reasoning in the past. You know, like whether it was, you know, five years ago or four years ago or three years ago when this, you know, when we thought about this aspect, it was like, sometimes we'd even allow ourselves to go down sort of a design path for a while, like maybe even a month and like coming up with a design. And then you would always come crashing home. It's like, what are we doing? I mean, this is a fun exercise. I love thinking about it. I'd love to make this, but like, how, like, how do we make this? Even if we have the money, even if we made it, like, how do we release this? Like, it's just going to be like, a huge controversy like believe it or not even though we've had controversial moments over the last 10 years with mwo's player base at times or the mech warrior community to say i never went there on purpose you don't want to go there um sometimes you end up there sometimes because you screw up other times just because it's unavoidable but when you can see the train coming um sometimes you just get out of the way and so i think also you know we might have pushed our way through those thought processes more if we didn't have other MechWare content to keep us busy. Because I know hardcore, you know, MechWare Online players um, don't necessarily want to hear this because they would love it if we were more focused on, say, MechWare Online 2 or whatever, uh, you know, PvP online experiences. But from the moment we released or we announced, rather, MechWare Online, um, you guys have all heard me say this before, but it stuck with me. We announced MechWare Online around Halloween of like 2011, I think, something like that. And uh, it was huge, super exciting. It was awesome. We did a little like Twitter stupid thing with the puzzle pieces of the Atlas or whatever it was. But and it was an exciting time, and uh, we announced it, and everyone was stoked. That's when we launched the Founders Program, which was – pretty cool i mean essentially everyone followed us after that right i mean sure. before star citizen there was the the five million or whatever it was with the founders program um but uh sorry what was i saying before it was exciting to announce it well as soon as we announced it you know about half the comments were like cool but where's MechWarrior 5 right there was because people had been waiting a decade or whatever it was um, since MechWarrior 4 had released. And they were like, excite, excited about the announcement of a new MechWarrior game, but they were like, MechWarrior Online? Huh? Huh? Where's MechWarrior 5? So I always felt like there was a huge... And then, of course, we tried to sort of like briefly kind of kind of move towards PvE and MechWarrior Online, but quickly realized that the, the difficulty of development in, in CryEngine on what we'd already built from that, everything... And that whole game was built around client server, like, uh, you know, multiplayer thinking. So it just was like, all right, this makes no sense. We can't make PVE in this without being super cost prohibitive. So um, we, at that point, we we went down the line of making MechWarrior 5. And so MechWarrior 5 had its own interesting evolution. Um, initially, it was going to be like a, a smaller, like a, maybe even like a $20 sort of game that just was sort of this mercenary loop that, you know, that core experience. And then it grew and grew and grew and grew and grew to what it is. 
Um, kind of sounds similar to BattleTech, to be honest. And I remember the first conversations I had with Jordan about what they were going to make compared to what it ended up as. It's the same thing because I think we all realized in the course of development, it's like our initial ideas aren't any good because people just expect so much more than that nowadays. It, everyone was kind of forced to just keep spending. So what initially might have, we thought, oh, maybe we can do this on our own for $5 million. In the end, you spend $20 million because it's what you have to spend. So just a little side note there, but that's why we made MechWare 5. And it was good. I think we made the right call. I think it's been really good to have MechWare 5 and it's on all the consoles now, the DLC, and then we got more MechWare stuff coming. So that's all great. But if none of that existed, then yeah, maybe we would have been solved. Maybe we would have been forced to, solve the MechWare Online problem sooner. And maybe we would have solved it. Maybe we wouldn't have. Like maybe we'd still just be right where we are you know, with MechWare Online as it is. Because certainly there was, I remember it was, I don't remember when, this must have been at least five years ago, probably. This notion of like an MWL2 was just sort of floated out there onto the internet. And it was absolutely crucified by the community. Like it was just like, well, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. I, no, not must. Oh, you mean, well, uh, I'll put a little more flavor into that. Because I think people naturally just felt, hey, Prana will just spend, you know, $10 million upgrading it to Unreal 4 or whatever, and it'll just become sure. Necro 9.2 or just, you know. Like World of Tanks has done, right? World, of, But they also yeah. bought their game engine company, integrated yeah. it internally. And yeah, yeah, that's a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah, they that's what I they think expect. at one point. Even that game, I think, and this they were making something like forty or fifty million dollars a month. Um, and then, of course, that's you know nothing compared to what Fortnite was making. But yeah, they've done that. They've done a big, major graphical overhaul um, and a bunch of stuff. Now, now you can they have lots of weird game modes that they release. So they're, they 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 do a lot of content in the year. Like they make they put out. Seems like a dozen different well, special events. They have their own sort of like uh, faction warfare type thing called. Uh, you've played it before, haven't you? Forget the name of it. Yeah. Uh, whatever, you know, stuff like that. So, anyhow, I'm not sure where that puts us, but MechWarrior Online Two. At this point, I guess, and I think this is kind of what you're saying, and what I'm saying too is okay. At this point, MechWarrior Online's been out for ten years. Well, at least. The public has had ac access to the game for over nine now. It'll be 10 this fall, I believe. Um, I think it was fall of 2013 where it was public beta. Um, so it's been out for around 10 years come this fall. If we were to make a Mechwar Online 2, um, it's going to take at least a couple of years because, you know, you can't get away with what we got away with last time. We were one of the early games to come out in this type of game back then. And, you know, when we came out and even in open beta, uh, it was pretty rough. Like, I mean, it took Necron 9 really didn't feel kind of more fully featured, I would suggest, for at least an additional year after that, right? Um, so it's going to take a, a couple of years to make it. So Necron 9 would be a solid, you know, 11, 12 years old. So I guess what I'm saying is by that point, I feel like people would probably accept the fact that MechWarrior 9 has had its time and it's over. Sure. I mean, some guys wouldn't, but then the question would be like, do you have to keep those MechWarrior 9 servers running? I mean, 
I'm I'm not making any calls today, even if this fictional situation, you know, happened to you know come to pass. But yeah, it would seem unlikely that you'd want to keep them running because if you you, you just put everything, all your eggs into this new basket of Necron Nine Two, you desperately need it to succeed. Don't want a fracture in the community, but like we're sticking well, with Necron well, Nine. And, but you're providing an alternative at that point, like you know, like yeah. that would be the difference. Like uh, you know, um, like right now, if nothing was to happen, you continue MWO. Like yeah, obviously you keep the server as long as it's in the black, and you know, Roger that. But um, so obviously, you know, none of the this is all theoretical. You know, after having this conversation, like, is it one thing where the community uh, would have to say or do, or is this more of like what what would the fan to show interest in in pursuing this endeavor? Like, what is it something the fans can do or say? Is it is it something that like, hey, you're like, hey, it's, we're still beholden to Microsoft? Is it would it be crazy to reach out to Microsoft ahead of time? Obviously, you're developing a new product. I don't think it's crazy for you said obviously maybe this year or maybe even next year that product will come out. Uh two year two years? That's not a long time, right? As far as like uh it, it's gonna go by quick. So I guess what I'm saying is what would you say to the the player base out there? Because I mean you know, obviously, yeah, it sounds great. I would love uh you know, I love Mech mm-hmm. Online, right? I love to I love PvP. Um is there anything they can do or is there anything you can say? Yeah. Or... Yeah, that's a good question. I think one comment I'd make before that is maybe just drive this home one more time. I've kind of brought it up a few times, but I think it's really important to just make sure everyone's everyone out there like is thinking this way. Um, and that is, as you can imagine, over all the years when we've thought about Mech Online 2 and Mech Warrior, you know, hit a particular size point and when we I've, I've laid it out pretty bare here today on you know just how big it got at its biggest which is still um you know small but but still a success in its own way but it's still like the population levels that i've mentioned and so every time we thought about a micron line too you can imagine i mean our job as developers most of the time is to say well okay how do we make a massive hit right like how do we make a huge game um, and so a lot of times those design sessions will go in places that would make your hardcore MechWare Online fan lose their mind, sure. right? So, like, for example, MechWarrior 5, in my opinion, is still super hardcore MechWarrior experience. I mean, it's a it's a primarily a PC um, MechWare experience. I think it's probably even more mechy, so to speak, in my opinion, than say MechWarrior 4 was. Um, I've played MechWarrior 4 extensively, I think. MechWarrior 5 is still a legitimate MechWarrior experience. But even it's, you know, slightly simplified, well, more than slightly, I guess, when it comes to the Mech Lab, um, it's simplified Mech Lab structure was met with some consternation initially, anyhow, from hardcore MechWarrior Online fans. like that it wasn't hardcore enough. Um, and that's fine. MechWare Online is, I mean, we've got everything in that Mech Lab. That is the most hardcore, you know, Mech Lab that's ever existed in the history of MechWare. 
and I don't think it's even close. Um, and MechWarrior, we just couldn't have that if we thought, hey, because again, I keep remember I mentioned these all the times. How do we go big this time? How do we get this thing to blow up? Well, you don't make it like MechWarrior Online. You don't have it. The barrier to entry there is is incredible, right? I mean, when someone sees the Mech Lab and says, oh, Fairy Farbus armor and Endo Steel and like double heat sinks, it's like, it's like just like breathing to you now, Phil. Like you don't even realize. Like I think you think you realize. Yeah. Probably you probably still don't even realize just how insane that is. Even MechWarrior Five would still come across to your average player as like, oh, this game is this game is complicated, you know. And it's it's simplified from from MechWarrior Online. But of course, a lot of people. Hey, if, for example, and I, I don't want to speak for other people, but like if another company was got a hold of the MechWarrior brand, let's say. And they were going to make a MechWarrior Online too. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, you might end up with something pretty casual. I guess is the way I'd put it. Like, you know, nothing remotely. Re- you might not even think of it very much as MechWarrior at that point, right? I mean, Mech Assault takes some hits from certain people. I think it's still kind of fun. It's pretty fun. The original MechWarrior, original Mech Assault, still had a kind of a Mech. The mech warrior ip feel to it i felt like um but you'd be looking at you know a lot of people would think that the design would need to be even more accessible than that even right so that's the fear and I'm, I'm not putting that out there and saying that like prana would be forced to make a super simple broad reaching mech warrior game in, in fact, I think what my message has been here today is that, like, over all the years of trying to broaden its reach, doesn't necessarily get broadened. I mean, those people that love MechWarrior love MechWarrior, and it's very difficult to create new MechWarrior fans. Um, I'm, I'm sure we've all seen some get created over the last ten years for, in the MechWarrior Online community and stuff, of course, but um, not mass adoption. Not at some not at some sort of critical mass type of, uh, you know, takeoff event. So I guess what I'm saying is um, we'd have to, that's still going to come up. You know, that conversation is still going to come up and saying like, well, what is the design of a new Micro Online? And is there a way to make it more appealing to you, the masses? Do you feel like that's more of um, a designer imagination, right? Because I mean, like I, I've talked about this in length. I mean, not to get in the weeds, but like, uh, Mech 4 versus MWO, MWO reintroduced the critical slot system, you know, whereas Mech 4 had taken that out. They still had a slot system for hard points. And so, like, I, I've talked about this as, like, what is the evolution? Do you, you know, do you simplify it even more? Do you not even have Mech customization in the form that you know? Because that's sort of what you were saying is, like, people want customization. That's what makes Mech Warrior games unique, right? But currently it's very complicated which it is i've spoken about this recently um and yet still retain that sort of mech warrior feel and obviously i know there's uh, maybe there will be a lot of suggestions in uh, the comments and uh, forum posts and reddit and stuff but like i've i've talked about this which is i feel like for uh the ip to move forward i guess which is gaining new eyeballs and new people that are invested you want to attract those people, but you also don't want to ostracize your your old player base. And you, you have that find that balance. And like uh, obviously MechWare Online, I think 
I yeah. think leaned but, into the old school sort of customization. That's yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys took it to another level. Um, yeah, and keep in mind, I guess the other point I'm trying to make is a lot of times our fan base, our, you know, when I say that, I mean the, the MechWarrior fan base um, for MechWarrior 9 in, in particular. A lot of times I'd read the suggestions in the early days, and a lot of the suggestions were like, this game would be huge if only we talked about that earlier sure. and a lot a lot of times some of those if onlys were um even more hardcore you know what i mean yeah. like oh if you only made it exactly like <laughs> super super hardcore yeah. and of course i'm thinking like dude there's only like you and like a hundred of your closest you know mech warrior community friends that that want to play that thing like yeah. you know maybe you and i would like it and then those guys would like it but we wouldn't even be talking about having like a 80 to 100,000 MAU type game that MWO achieved. We'd be talking about like a couple thousand. So, but you also can go too far in broadening it, broadening it too, potentially, right? The risk is that what you end up with is the new players still don't like it and all the MechWarrior players hate it now too. Yeah, It's not MechWarrior anymore to them. So they don't play it either. So it's a flop. So that's kind of what we've tried to ride on MechWarrior on, or sorry, MechWarrior Five in particular. I mean, we didn't go very far, in my opinion. Like, I think personally, don't feel like it's very far from MechWarrior Online. Sure, the MechWarrior, the Mech Lab is is more simplistic, but it's it's still a pretty hardcore MechWarrior experience, which I'm happy about. I like playing it. Well, it's but, like the idea of uh, any shooter. Uh, just look at any shooter. You just have normal. Uh, uh, character asset that you don't have torso twisting you can only fire generally one weapon at a time that's the that's the template for almost every yeah. shooter out there the biggest games out there yeah every, everything from titanfall because a lot of people bring up titanfall and i can see from the design perspective and i say this is like uh, uh people like think outside is like everything's just a set of rules think of every game just a set of rules so in MWO, the set of rule is, oh, you, you have crit slots or, oh, you can only fit this weapon in this hard point. Well, just like another, uh, you know, Titanfall example, the mech, you can only fire one weapon at a time. It, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as your core, you know, uh, <clears throat> gameplay loop is based around that. That's why another thing is throughout the years, people will introduce suggestions and like it doesn't fit the gameplay loop though, or it's that's a completely different experience than what you know this free to play fifteen minute rounds are, and so forth and so on. So, um, you know, do you, would you foresee a futuristic MWO being a free to play title? Is that sort of the, you know, um, um I think the term free to play is antiquated. Uh, Live service, live service is kind of because essentially I think the only difference now between the term free to play and say live service is sometimes there's no difference. And I think at the most, the, the highest difference level is just that whether or not there's a, a there's a, a fee at, sure. up front. Right. So whether it's a dead by daylight or something like that, these are these are for all intents and purposes, you know, completely live service products or online, they're live service. You buy the characters, the skins, all the bits and pieces and everything like that. It's just that they charge you 25 bucks or whatever it is to buy the game. So I think that's certainly on the table. I think for a, a niche IP like this too, it's, it's, um, it might be 
well, I, I think if we're talking about an online game, like an sure. online experience, like a quote-unquote Mechor Online 2, then yes, it would be a fully featured, you know, live service game, which means it has a store and a hard currency and a soft currency, and some of those things just are what they are, and they don't go away. And, and that would fit a little bit. Um, I mean, even if you snapped your fingers right now and you made MWO into that, I could, I could see that working where a new player would have five characters they can choose from they're free you you know buy it but then you'd have to buy and then you'd have the battle passes and stuff i could see that yeah. um as well yeah we need to get better incorporated for things the modern things like battle passes and stuff like that like we've we've done our best to sort of simulate some of those things to our event queue and some of the things we have but we just don't have those code bases that that supports those things so i guess maybe mecro online 2 would be you know maybe maybe it costs money to buy it like i don't know how much i won't put a price tag on it. let's say if there is an upfront cost um and then for all intents and purposes once you've bought it it's it's like mecca online meaning it's a full live service game um that might make sense just because you know we're the only reason to go pure free to play um is if you think you need it to be completely free to reach mass audiences you know that's but that you know that worked for apex legends um but they charge a full 60 bucks for overwatch didn't they originally or something or still do or yeah, charge yeah. money you had to buy overwatch i'm positive about that yeah, oh, it was yeah, 60 yeah, yeah. at the beginning now maybe it's 20 or 30 i don't know do you picture um, same with apex was free and yeah. but like dead by daylight all these games you buy up front with obviously your experience now in unreal uh, Mech 5, you're developing a new MechWare title as well, um, which again, that's sort of a again, uh, exclusive here, which was really cool. Um, do you see where if you did an MWO 2, you would smash both? I don't mean in the storytelling aspect, but like you have PVE, you know, you mentioned PVE elements and, you know, we talk about other titles where, you know, the mechs are still the focus, but do you see it uh, being like where you have creep like tanks and VTOLs and stuff that you could do other type of game modes that you never were able to do in MWO, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds really exciting. Um, I think you'd want to, it's difficult. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, matchmaking, even as it's, I, I we'd have to take fresh looks at, Balancing as it is, because you know our, our balance take for Mecha Online, and we probably can't get into this because we'll go down the weeds so far. But like, you know, the philosophy from the beginning was okay. We're finally gonna have a Mecha game that isn't just about, you know, everyone rush to the hundred ton mech because, you know, we're gonna make it so like you know lights are viable and this and the other. And so I think we've had some degrees of success, you know, in doing that, but um, very challenging. Almost it's impossible in the end, I suppose. And you. You know, when you got a twenty tonner going up against a whatever, like a mad cat or something, it's not, it's not going to work out for the. I mean, sure, the, one of the very best players in the Prana versus the total absolute scrub noob. Yeah, they're going to get the better of them sometimes, but that's the design challenge there. We'd have to even think about stuff like that. Um, you know, how do we approach that next time? Is it? Do we not, you know, try to fight that battle? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure what that means, but like. Um, Lots of we'd, we'd have to look at every single aspect, and yeah, it would be cool if there was more full combat arms. But like when it comes to tanks and things, but that would probably make sense in more of a respawn type environment. And I think that would totally be on the table this time as well. Um, 
I still love playing my world of tanks, which is similar. Like, you know, you just pop your tank and then watch it or leave and go jump in another one. It's, it's, it's a good model that works for a, a niche community like Mech Warrior. But to your question before, um, you know, what would it take essentially, or what, what do you, what would, what would we need to see from the community? Is that essentially how you, how you put? Yeah, that I mean, or? or is there anything the community can say or do? Not necessarily like you know, like oh, just you know, go buy a Mac, you know, nothing like that, but just like our commitment of like, if if the community wants that, if they want an MWO two, what? you know what's going to make you stick out you know go to microsoft be like yeah or go to the team and say yeah we we want to do this go to again i don't know how much eg7 you said you guys are independent obviously they bought like how what is the player base what is the fan base uh need to you know toss your way to like yeah it's a good question i i think it's really really fair to ask that question because um I am the CEO of Piranha and we are, you know, running independently. So like, for example, you know, DLC four or this other mechware game. I mean, we, you know, we decided to do those things on our own. Um, but there is some oversight. There's, um, you know, there was definitely sort of a, you know, an approval process on top of myself for say this other mechware game um and then for that it makes sense because you know again we already talked about it but just everything that we you know built around the mechware 5 pipeline and all the four dlcs and that unreal sort of like pipeline of technology um it makes sense to kind of finish that off you know that whole thread of that type of game um for MechWarrior Online, there's no doubt that that would be a more challenging process. Like it's, I could probably I couldn't just wake up tomorrow and just like announce to the group, like tell the guys like, oh hey, we're starting in on MWL two. We're gonna you know, it's gonna cost about twenty million in a couple of years. So there's no doubt that the group, you know, would have to collectively have to think like, oh wow, this is a really good opportunity this is a good investment opportunity for the group it makes sense for prana to make it we micro online made this much money over the last 10 years and we think we can make that much again and more and blah 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 and it have to be it have to make sense so i don't know um it's 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 really kind of hard or impossible for me to come up with something here on the spot um but i would definitely have to I really, I do feel like I'd have to show some kind of like um, massive, you know, expression of interest. But even that's tough because, you know, think about other IPs that the group owns. You know, they EverQuest and things like that, like some really big IPs. And uh, you know, we know people are interested in those IPs, but the question isn't just like, is are people interested? It's like. Well, how much are you going to make? In the end, they're a publicly traded company. So it's like, what are the projections sure. on MechWare Online 2? And if the projections for MechWare Online 2 are like, hey, it's the same as MechWare Online 1, well, that's probably not going to be enough because there might be other opportunities for Piranha to work on something 
else within the group that can do better than that. Uh, the resources are only are finite. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking back to the original MechWare Online days um, after the announcement. And it definitely was a huge amount of interest. Like it, it kind of it went it went beyond sort of the MechWare community, right? We kind of like got out there in the news, and and I would say even the founders program was. I don't know. It seemed like that was more than just our niche mech warrior community to, you know, that got that number up as high as it got. So, but I don't know for sure. Um, I guess if you take the original um, kind of population count of mech warrior online, and I don't know, that was exciting time. But that was because you know we had announced like we're making it. You know, people were were excited. But this is a little different, right? This is. Um, what what kind of interest is out there? I just like I don't even know to be honest, Phil. Like I have no idea. What is the interest in Mech Online Two within the community? Have you asked, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm asking you. Like I'm not asking you to even answer me right now. But like the truth of the matter is, I think I'm just realizing this right now because this whole conversation we're sitting, we're kind of talking, assuming like everyone you know wants Mech Online Two, but do they? And how Valley many people? Are, we already know that the community is smaller than it was say five years ago so five, half of them or three quarters of the people aren't even thinking about micro 992 because they're not even thinking about micro 91 sure sure but you know like then i would also say like uh, yeah five years ago but also just like you said resources were in mech 5 and as mwo players you know you recognize that and you know people move on or just like normal game industry maybe they run the course and they're waiting for something new I, I think you'd be surprised of how many people would, after hearing this conversation, um, would be supportive of it. I mean, how? I mean, that's the decision you have to make as the CEO. And, uh, you know, um, that's, 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 your, <laughs> that's your job, you know, and, and, and stuff. But I mean, you know, it's a valid question. Um, I think uh, there's plenty of people. Like we have conversations every single day. And, you know, uh, again, I think there's one thing that I think you have and your company has that maybe someone on that, like if you're a small studio looking at doing a mech game, there's hurdles. You've already laid those out. Financial, work man, making money off of it, so forth. But the difference is like you already have an established game. You know there's X amount of players that did play your game. And if you, pro you know, there's no guarantee, of course, with anything. But like, mm -hmm. you know, if you got that same level of hype and, and response when you originally did that at least led you for five years to where you made a decent, uh, decent yeah. but one of the other yeah. things, the factors right now is that mech warrior fans, including myself, like I, you know, I have to separate some of myself from, you know, uh, I'm a streamer this is my business, YouTube, so forth to then as a fan, <clears throat> if you guys go away, like, I don't see anybody else. I mean, that's that's out there. HBS is gone. Uh, Mitch has made it very clear they're done with Battletech. And so it's just one of those things where I think player base is like, we've been here before. We're in this uneasy you know, spot as well where you know, 10 years yeah. of basically no game. So I do think it is a challenging spot for MechWare too because um, it was in like essentially like a 10-year hiatus before piranha picked up the torch and released mechware online and 
I would say if MechWare Online or MechWare 5 or HBS's Biotech reestablished sort of the truly reestablished the glory years of MechWare, like the 1995s of MechWare, like if we hit those kind of levels of success in this latest renaissance this past 10 years, then I would say, yeah, things look good for MechWare. Like, meaning, even if you know Piranha moved on completely, like someone's going to pick up that torch and make it because it, it hit those levels again. But it didn't hit those levels. It, it made money for people. Like um, Paradox made money, I'm sure, off of Biotech, and and we've made money off of MechWare Online and, and MechWare Five, but not the kind of money that wakes up Microsoft in the morning and goes, "Whoa, why aren't we making our own, you know, MechWare game or, or some other publisher?" So I'd agree. Um, once Piranha's done with it. It's um I don't know, I wouldn't say we'd never see another one again, but it's definitely not certain. Yeah. It's not certain. Um I could see that for sure. So um yeah, and I was sitting here thinking to myself, because I'd love to have given a strong answer of like, you know, what would a strong expression of support from the community look like? And I don't really know. Like I like I thought to myself, like, well, what if people did like, you know, like a what do they call that? That would people get signatures on it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, like, well, how many signatures is enough? Like, it's you'd have 000. to you'd 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 have to put your money yeah. where your mouth is. Like at that point, if you say I could get X amount of signatures, yeah, let's you know. You know, I don't even know how many signatures would be enough. I mean, that's the thing I'm trying to figure out now. It's like, hmm, signatures are cheap. Meaning people sign stuff. Um, and it like, even if we got like a hundred thousand signatures, like, is that a lot? Seems like a lot, but I don't really know what that means. But very hard, very hard to know if the, if the interest is there at the same or higher levels as it was originally for Micro Online, then yeah, we need to discover that. And I think that's the process right now that maybe you can help with. This is like trying to answer that question for real without bias. It's like, is it? Is it as higher, higher as it was before? Or have people, um, you know, got their appetite satisfied with a decade of MechWare 9 and now they have MechWare 5 and stuff. Plus there's lots of more online games than compared to what there was back then. And, you know, maybe it's not quite the same appetite that it once was. Um, it was kind of a feverish time then because they hadn't had a MechWare game in 10 sure. years too. So very, very different atmosphere that worked. Um, yeah, it'd be very, I don't know how you figure out how, where you that guys have a, is. You that. guys have a few more tools too, obviously. Like you do have Kickstarter. I mean, you do have, you did the founders, which was basically almost like a Kickstarter in a way. Uh, obviously you have a little bit bigger social media presence um, as well. You do have the, uh, you know, xbox and playstation 3 fan base uh um there that you didn't have before so you have that cross promotion mm -hmm. there i mean because i'm assuming just like you promoted mech 5 stuff on mwo and vice versa like yeah. your new title you'll be able to promote that oh what is this and the next thing you know uh, yeah you know so unfortunately the i mean the whole um what's it the whole atmosphere around like sort of kickstarter type things is it's so different now, right? Like we were on the bleeding edge of that. So Star we, Citizen. we raised, 
Yeah, and the Star <laughs> Citizen. So now though, even um even even Hairbrand when they did the Kickstarter, they did like two or three of them, right? They did a couple for Shot Around and one for Biotech, I think, and they were even starting to get some bad articles about how they were I remember one article said they're addicted to Kickstarter. Um but things have changed even more since then. I think the the ability now to go out and launch like say a founders program for an NWL two is questionable, right? I don't really know if that's if that's there. And even if it is there, it's almost certainly not going to generate the revenue that MWO's founders program did. Like I don't see it doing over five million again. So therefore the assumption might be like, well, interest isn't as high as it was with Mecor and mine. It could be. I mean, that's the thing. Is like it depends on your guys' design yeah, and what you. you it could be show. raising two be. million dollars today in a in a founders program might be the same as ten million back then, just because people aren't interested aren't interested in Kickstars and, and you know pre. I don't want to do it either. Like I, I possibly would as a means to an end for proving interest, but um, I definitely would prefer to avoid anything like that because you know the, the headaches that come with that is you know huge well, so anyhow i don't uh i don't have that answer but uh, i know you're interested in mw2 and i know i am that's what i know right now so and of course i know there's 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 a you know there'd be a few hundred people on the forums that would say yeah i'm into it but right now we're lacking uh information on how interested people are on mw2 and that's something that the community listening, um, myself included, on the daily streams, like we talk about. Mm -hmm. So that's something that maybe it's discussed. Maybe we touch base again uh, after a bit. Uh, you do your research. I'll do mine. Maybe see if we, you know, see some crossover there. But um, I, I do appreciate the conversation. I know you got to go. It's we've been going for two hours. Um, You've pretty much answered everything. Uh, obviously, I'm probably going to miss some stuff. We had some, I, I put out a Reddit and a, uh, a forum post about the stuff. And um, I'm not going to get in the weeds. And I said I wasn't going to get in the weeds because some of those questions that were posted were for Matt and Darren. And I feel like you said there's a vlog coming out. Obviously, they're going to have a roadmap for 2023. That's something we can touch base with them. I wanted to ask you about the, the bigger uh, uh, picture, um, which you've definitely done and brought i think a perspective that um you know i think just honesty too where the product is especially with mwo uh and where it potentially could go but there's uncertainties even there so i just want to say thank you again yeah. for your time um i do appreciate it yeah thanks i mean i always want to just be as open as i possibly can in the past if i haven't been on a particular subject it's only because my hands were tied probably on, on something i prefer to just lay it out but I've also gotten more and more, I think, open over the years. Um, I think we were in a different time then, though, because we were really protecting. Uh, you know, Mechware Online was uh, you know, the only thing we had going for a long time, and you know, it was critical to have it succeed. Um, yeah, it's been an honor working on uh, all this stuff all this time. So, a lot of fond memories. You know, I wish you know one day maybe there could be another. Metcon or something, we'll see. But you know, maybe you do one for uh, yeah. the launch of this new title. I mean, yeah, maybe. We probably have to pull back some. We we're pretty extravagant on that 
I mean, those the Metcons were definitely uh, they were a marketing investment. I mean, they didn't. I mean, you know, the ticket sales and everything probably paid for twenty percent of it's what they just the getting people cost. together, man. It's one of the things yeah. that like Darren and me talked about because it's like just getting a convention where it's like a, a day or two where people can just fly in. You got a bunch of tables. There's table. I mean, just hang out. You don't have to have a, a world tournament and stuff like that. Uh, just BattleTech doesn't really have a convention, so again, you know, I've, I'll just toss it out there. So, yeah. Know, so. Awesome. Well, thanks and uh, congratulations on the baby again, and hope everything's going great over there. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you again, Russ. And uh, yeah, thanks, Phil. Do this again. All right. Bye. Bye.